And welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Great to be with you here as we talk about all news and all things Islanders and all things National Hockey League. Plenty to talk about right now, including some encouraging words from Gary Bettman, some discouraging words from Mayor de Blasio, and a whole lot more. We will also have a look back at this date in Islanders history, a playoff win for the Islanders in that one, and we'll look back at the Eastern Conference Finals, or the, excuse me, the Wales Conference Finals uh, from the greatest season in Islanders history, Islanders and Le Quebec Nordique from 1982, all that and a whole lot more to come on today's show. Don't forget, if you have a question or a comment or a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air as we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter, the address at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and uh, we'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news and notes. All right, so some news today, some of it encouraging and some of it discouraging, and the encouraging news, uh, in an interview with Fox Business Network, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman basically laying out the fact that if and when the NHL is able to resume play and complete this interrupted season that hopefully we will be able to complete, it has to be fair to the teams like the Islanders that are on the playoff bubble when all is said and done. Here's the quote from Bettman. There are at least seven teams that were on the bubble of making the playoffs, and not all of the teams had played the same number of games. Whatever we do to come back, whether it's complete the regular season in whole or in part, whether or not it's expanded playoffs, we are going to have to do something that's fair and has integrity. There, that's going to be very important no matter what it is we do. And we're considering all of the alternatives. And nothing has been ruled in, and nothing has been ruled out. Now, the Islanders very much 
a team that is affected by that statement by Gary Bettman. Based on straight points right now, if the season were just to be declared over, the Islanders would be one point out of a playoff berth. They would be ninth, so to speak, or, uh, you know, in the Eastern Conference when eight teams usually qualify for the playoffs. However, one of the teams ahead of the Islanders, in this case the Columbus Blue Jackets, have played two more games than the Islanders have. So if you go by points percentage, the Islanders would be a playoff team. The Blue Jackets would be on the outside looking in. But if you go by straight points, Columbus would get that last playoff berth ahead of the Islanders. So at least what Bettman is laying out is that the league is aware of this disparity and somehow whatever it is they decide to do when play does resume, it will take into account the need to be fair to those teams that are like the Islanders, just outside the playoffs, or have a chance to get to the playoffs if they can win, you know, one of those two games that they have in hand on the schedule as of right now. And it may be that there are no more regular season games, but you get the feeling if that's the case, whether it be a a brief play-in series, best of three, or even a one-game play-in series, The NHL is making sure that the teams like the Islanders that are on the bubble will in some way have a chance to be dealt with fairly and come out and basically, uh, you know, get their chance to qualify for the playoffs. And maybe this one year, in my opinion, it would be a situation where the league is better off expanding the playoffs a bit. Finishing the regular season might take a little bit too long and probably would not be the most beneficial thing for the National Hockey League if time continues to pass and we still are not able to resume the season. So the question then becomes, you know, instead of eight teams, do you go to ten? Or do you go to 12? Or do you have a, you know, a four-team, uh, you know, one-game round-robin kind of a system where one team emerges from those four or five teams, whatever it is. But at least the league is aware of the problem. And according to the commissioner, the league is going to make sure that this is taken into account. And to me, the extra teams having the playoff play-in whether it's, again, a best of three or a one-game round robin, whatever it is they decide to do, that would generate more excitement and probably would be more realistic than trying to finish the last 12 games, give or take, for each team of the regular season when the season is already going to be going into the summer uh, if they can resume it at all. So just my thoughts. The downside, Mayor de Blasio of New York and also the mayor of Los Angeles Uh, basically saying it's very unlikely we will see large gatherings of people, whether that's concerts or uh, Broadway shows or sporting events in their cities until next year. Because in order to do that, we need to make sure everybody is safe and et cetera, et cetera. So what that could mean 
is, again, neutral site games or games played in front of no fans. Uh, but it, it does, and, and again, we all know with this whole COVID-19 situation that all the news is constantly changing and the situation is fluid, but it, it does look like it is unlikely that we would see games with fans played at the Nassau Coliseum any time this season and maybe even at the beginning of next season. It may be necessary for games to either be played in empty arenas and or in neutral sites. But you know what, folks, these mayors in this case are just telling us something we probably already knew, even if we didn't necessarily uh say it to ourselves out loud or, or you know, vi- vocalize that thought. So we have a lot more to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We'll look back at this date in Islanders history, plus we'll look at the NHL semifinal round of the greatest season in Islanders history, 1981-82. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to April the 16th, 1979, quarterfinal round of the playoffs. Back then, the Islanders, who were 52-15-14 that season, hosting the Chicago Blackhawks, who finished the year 29-37-15. Game one of this series. Now, for the Islanders, this was their first playoff game that year because First place teams back in 78-79 got a bye through the preliminary round of the playoffs, which back then was the best two games out of three. Chicago had won their preliminary round series. The Blackhawks may not have had as good a record as the Islanders, but they did have a Hall of Fame goaltender in this game in Tony Esposito. The Islanders going with Chico Resch in goal. Brian Lewis, the referee, a sellout crowd of 14,995 fans at the Coliseum for this one. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Wayne Merrick with his first goal of the playoffs from Bob Lorimer and Bob Bourne at 229. And the Islanders had the early 1-0 lead. The Blackhawks would answer five minutes later, Reg Kerr. His first of the playoffs from J.P. Bordalo at 7.30, and it's a 1-1 hockey game. But the Islanders get a goal late in the period. Mike Bossy, his first of the playoffs from John Tonelli and Brian Trottier at 18.41, and after 20 minutes, the Islanders had a 2-1 lead. They would add to that early in the second period. Brian Trottier, his first from John Tonelli and Dennis Potvin at 2.27, but the Blackhawks wouldn't go away. They pulled back to within a goal when Bob Murray scored from Harold Filipoff at 6.46 of the second period, and suddenly it's a 3-2 game. But the Islanders' power play struck at that point. With Dave Logan in the box for roughing, Mike Bossy pots his second of the game and his second of the playoffs. Time of the goal was 14.25. Dennis Potvin and Stefan Pearson with the helpers for two Islanders after two periods. In the third, the Islanders would extend their lead. Dennis Potvan, his first of the playoffs, from Bossy and Tonelli at 349, and then Bossy 
completes the hat trick with a goal at 15:27. Pat Price, the defenseman, with the lone helper in that one. One fight in this game, Clark Gillies dropping the gloves at the end of the second period with Chicago's Reg Kerr, and Gillies getting the better of that one. As far as scoring for the Islanders were concerned, we have the three goals and one assist for Mike Bossy, John Tonelli, three helpers, Dennis Potvin, a goal and two assists, and then Brian Trottier with a goal and an assist. Trottier and Bossy, along with John Tonelli, the Islanders' top line at that time, all a plus four in this game. Meanwhile, with shots on goal, Stefan Pearson led the way with five. Mike Bossy and Bob Lorimer each added four for the Islanders. For Chico Resch, he made 22 saves to earn the victory. Islanders out shooting Chicago 34 to 24 in this game as the Islanders went on to uh, eventually win this series only to run into the Rangers in the semifinal round uh, after that. So, look, the Islanders and the Blackhawks can't meet in the playoffs now unless it's the Stanley Cup Finals since Chicago is in the Western Conference. But they did indeed meet in this series. Islanders go on to win it easily and advance. The Islanders, of course, did have the best record in the league in 1978-79, and that season, as far as straight record is concerned, the second best year in Islanders history when the team basically uh, finished with 116 points, just two points less than the 1981-82 Islanders, but that season was the greatest season in Islanders history, and we'll look back at the Eastern Conference Final, or back then the Wales Conference Final uh, playoff series from that great season, and we'll have that and a lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, so we look back at the Wales Conference Finals, Islanders and Quebec Nordiques as we continue our look at the greatest season in Islanders history, 1981-82. A few Hall of Famers on this team, and also some well-known players as well. The Nordiques, uh, Peter Stasny was their big leader. He had 139 points that season, including 46 goals and 93 assists. Uh, Marion Stasny, his brother, and Anton Stasny, the three brothers, Stastny brothers, all on that team and all among the team's top five scorers that season. Uh, Marion with 35 goals and 89 points. Anton with 26 goals and 79, uh, 72 points. Also on that team, a 21-year-old Dale Hunter, who Islander fans certainly would remember better from his days with the Washington Capitals. Uh, X-Ranger Mario Marois, Rial Cloutier uh, on that team, Moose DuPont, the former Philadelphia Flyer, uh, all among the players. And the goaltender uh, who got the Nordique that far, Dan Bouchard, who earlier had played with the uh, 
Atlanta and Calgary Flames finally having some playoff success with the Quebec Nordique that season. So the playoff series opens at the Nassau Coliseum April 27th. 1982, and the Islanders go out and win game one by a comfortable 4-1 to one margin in this game. Uh, no Islander with multiple goals. However, uh, as far as points go, Stefan Pearson had two assists and Dennis Potvin a goal and an assist. In net, Billy Smith making 27 saves the Islanders' power play getting the first two goals, one by Brian Trottier in the first period, one by Butch Goring in the second. Peter Stastny, the only goal for Quebec on the power play early in the third, but then goals by Dennis Potvin and Wayne Merrick about a minute and a half apart in the third period clinch the victory for the Islanders, and they were comfortably up in the series one game to none. Game two, also at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders, again, the better team. And Wayne Merrick continued his outstanding play in this playoff year. He got his fifth goal of the playoffs to get things started. And the Islanders really weren't going to look back uh, after that. Bossy ends up with two goals, a goal and two assists for Bob Bourne, Merrick with a goal and an assist uh, as well. So those are the multiple point scorers for the Islanders. Billy Smith was outstanding in game two. 35 saves, while Dan Bouchard made 26 saves in a losing cause. Game was tied 2-2 uh, late in the second period when Mike Bossy scored on the power play, his eighth of the playoffs from Dennis Potvin and Stefan Pearson, and then third period goals by Bob Bourne and Bob Nystrom helped put the game out of reach. Series heads back to Quebec City with the Islanders in the driver's seat and up two games to none. So the Nordique have their backs against the wall as they return home. And again, it's Bouchard and Smith for the third straight time. And this game got a little bit more physical. Brian Trottier and Peter Stasny go off for roughing late in the first period. Stasny and Trottier get back on the ice in the closing seconds of the period. And they each get two minutes for slashing. Bob Nystrom and Wilf Paymont drop the gloves early in the second period. And they each got five for fighting and a two-minute minor on top of it. And then in the third period, roughing penalties given out to Clark Gillies of the Islanders, Wally Weir of the Nordique, Dwayne Sutter and Wilf Paymont also picking up roughing penalties. But essentially, Quebec went up 1-0 on a goal by Basil McRae in Game 3, and that was just a minute 10 in. And then the Islanders managed to get even on a power play goal by Mike Bossy. The teams trade power play goals, and after one period, it's all even at 2-2. The Islanders take the lead in the second period. Anders Kaller, his first of the playoffs, a shorthanded goal, and that one came with 48 seconds left in the second period, and the Islanders had a 3-2 lead, but Quebec 
ties it, and it was their power play that did the damage. Anton Stastny is fifth from Wilf Paymon and Peter Stastny. The Islanders regain a 4-3 lead with Bossy, his 10th from Trottier at 10:48. But again, the power play of the Nordiques, and that's what really did help them advance this far in the playoffs, strikes again with 5:21 left in regulation. Wilf Paymont, his sixth from Dale Hunter and Anton Stastny. It goes to overtime. And folks, we all know how good the Islanders back in the dynasty years were in overtime. And again, Wayne Merrick plays the hero at 16.52 of overtime. Merrick, his sixth from Bob Nystrom and John Tanelli, And the Islanders grab that commanding 3-2 lead in the series. Mike Bossy, two goals, one assist to pace the Islanders. Bob Bourne, a goal and an assist. Dennis Potvin and Brian Trottier, each with two helpers. And again, it is the Islanders behind Billy Smith's 31 saves who take the 3 to nothing lead in the series. Game 4 of the series, May 4th, 1982, also in Quebec City. And with the commanding lead, the Islanders taking no chances. Al Arbor sticking with Billy Smith. Meanwhile, again, Dan Bouchard in between the pipes for Quebec. And the Islanders jumped out quickly. They got a goal just two minutes and one second in. Born his eighth from Trottier and Bossy at 2.01. In the second period, John Tanelli, his sixth from Nystrom and Merrick at 109. And after 40 minutes, it's 2-0 Islanders. The Islanders extend their lead in the third period with Peter Stastny in the box for interference. Clark Gillies, his sixth from Brian Trottier and Stefan Pearson at 15:35. So with just 4.25 to go, it's 3-0 Islanders, and it looks like this game is in the bag. Well, give the Quebec Nordique credit. They were desperate, and they came out fighting. Less than a, uh, a minute after the goal, Quebec gets two goals in 35 seconds. Dave Pichette, his second of the playoffs, from Peter Stastny and Marion Stastny at 16:09, And then Goulet, Michel Goulet, his eighth. At 16:46, an unassisted goal, and all of a sudden that three-nothing lead had been reduced to just three to two. But the uh, Nordique pull Dan Bouchard and Dwayne Sutter puts home an empty net goal with two seconds left on the clock, his fourth of the playoffs, unassisted, and the Islanders complete the sweep of Quebec with. A 4-2 victory in Quebec City at Le Colisee. The only two-point player in this one, Brian Trottier, who had a pair of assists in this game. Dennis Potvin leading all Islanders players with six shots on goal. Billy Smith, 20 saves as the Islanders, with the exception of that two goals in less than a minute late in the third period, really did a good job of shutting down the Quebec attack. So, for the Islanders, they end up sweeping the series, uh, essentially getting 18 goals to 9 in this series, outscoring Quebec by a margin 
of 2-1, and the Islanders advance to the Stanley Cup Final to face the Vancouver Canucks, and we will discuss that series and sort of sum up this greatest season in Islanders history tomorrow as we conclude our series on the 1981-82 Islanders. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL as our experts give you a national view of the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. I'm your host, Gil Martin. We'll be back tomorrow with more, and let's go Islanders.